Welcome to A Step Towards Health, a dedicated set of interviews with therapists, counselors, and specialists from across the world, breaking down stigmas, clearing up misconceptions, and bringing you the information about therapy and how to make getting help easier. Well, at least we're trying our best. With this series, we're hoping to give you some form of clarity of what therapy is, what to expect from it, and how to access it. We will also be trying our level best to get the answers to the questions sent in from these experts. But please note this is for educational and understanding purposes only. I would also like to issue a trigger warning before we begin. The discussion, the questions, they all range over topics of depression, anxiety, self-harm, suicide, addictions, eating disorders, sexual assault, and more. Please take care while you listen to these episodes. If any of these discussions are triggering for you or bring up any negative feelings, please take care. If you still wish to listen, please do so with a friend or someone you trust around. If this isn't immediately available, please wait till you find yourself in the right headspace and with the right tools and environment accessible to get into such a discussion. Thank you and take care. Joining us today is Shriya Shah from Singapore. She works with adults, teens, and couples primarily. Prior to her counseling career, she was in corporate HR for eight years, believes that mental health is as important as physical health and wants to help as many people possible to come out of emotional and mental issues. She believes that counseling therapy can help in recognizing those beliefs and letting you be more self-aware. She is a lifelong learner and believes in updating herself with the latest therapies and techniques needed in her sessions. In her counseling, she uses integrated evidence-based therapies like CBT, ACT, Narrative, and MBCT, to name a few. Thank you, Shriya, for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks a lot, Sneha, for having me over. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the session today. Likewise. Um, to start us off, could you tell us a little bit about how one can access therapy in Singapore? Sure. Uh, so, uh, there are a lot of private clinics as well as centers here in Singapore. There are family service centers and uh, there are also uh, different hotlines like SOS hotline, which is a suicide prevention helpline. There are youth intervention centers, especially uh, looking at youth. And then there are, of course, uh, uh, government-funded initiatives uh, which are like NGOs and uh, the in the private clinics, uh, we have sole proprietorship like uh, individual counselors, psychotherapists also uh, taking therapy separately. Yeah. Wonderful, thank you for that information. Um, so uh, one conversation that we wanted to have was specifically about parental mental health and the kind of dynamic that parents and children have. So um, could you tell us a little bit about what can help parents manage good mental health to support their children? Sure. And I think this question is coming at a very right time as well, because uh, after COVID, we have been seeing a lot of rise in issues, especially for kids. And, um, you know, uh, there has been so many lockdowns where kids are actually uh, studying from home and uh, they are not actually going out where, where they are supposed to go outdoors and interact with their uh, friends and you know the usual things have stopped 
so i think uh, definitely parents need to be very much equipped with uh, you know having a proper mental health themselves understanding the gravity of the situation to support their children so uh, i think that's that's really really like you know it's it's like a necessity now more than uh, anything else so yes uh, there are different uh, i mean to start with one is definitely they can uh, you know do a lot of self development and by self development i mean they can see where are some of the things they need help in like you know there are some of these good trainings as well that come especially for parents they can and nowadays i see a lot of trainings on zoom as well like the other day i was seeing this uh, this was specially designed for parents uh you know to help their children so likewise there are a lot of these uh online trainings they can attend seminars trainings and they can of course there's a lot of material these days that you find for especially for mental health uh you know the books and all also give you a lot of information uh, especially on that and lastly i would like to say self care is very important because uh, you know once they understand the importance of self care they have to feel firstly calm and happy about the things only then they can actually you know understand where uh, and how to help children so for that there are lot of things in self care they can do uh, of course that depends individually what they like so yes i think these are some of the things that can be really helpful for parents yeah very apt also and what you said was right with the covid situation and the increased lockdowns a lot of us uh, i think in general the discussion on mental health has definitely increased in current times i think uh, covid really sh- shined a light on um the reality of what our mind can actually do yes definitely sneha and uh, uh, i think um, you know i think i've been just reading about mental health uh, so much this last year and this year that actually you know uh, even if i mean i was in this field so i am actually uh, i do look for these kind of news and i do read this but i mean of course for people who are also not in this field they actually have to you know really take care of all this and uh, i think yeah like i said it's it's really a necessity these days so yeah absolutely um so you uh, you worked a lot with uh, children and youth so could you tell us a little bit about what is your uh, experience been working with the youth especially in the area of like cyber addiction sure sure so uh, yeah during my internship i was working at a youth intervention uh, center here and where they were specializing in cyber addiction uh, gaming etc device uh, excessive device use so um of course uh, there were uh, different platforms that were uh, that were used to help uh, you know youth and parents specifically so cyber addiction is basically excessive gaming and device use and um, obviously as we all know it hinders your academic results uh, youth's well-being temperament uh, there's lots of absenteeism in schools which really results in distress and uh, you know lot of uh, other impairment issues in children 
So um, what the center was actually looking at is one is definitely, uh, you know, having a hotline. So there was a specific hotline also where uh, parents could actually call up. So I was actually also manning that hotline uh, wherein parents would call up at a specific hotline number and, uh, you know, generally whatever the issue is about excessive gaming and all we were listening to them we were giving them some techniques which they can use and after that there was a program which was designed especially for the uh, youth aged 12 to 21 years to combat additive behaviors so for that program there was actually a screening done because there were there were a lot of callers for help uh, so the team actually had to screen um, uh, by specific uh, method. They, they were using a questionnaire, how uh, serious the issue is. And then definitely they were taking in those children who really needed help. And then uh, the program uh, was a mix of individual counseling sessions. There were some group therapy sessions also. And um, definitely... Uh, you know, all of this combined helped the children to come out of these uh, issues. And uh, the group group sessions were a mix of, they were exposed to different kinds of, um, you know, uh, sessions wherein how to really manage your emotions well, emotion regulation workshops, uh, different kind of interesting games that could really help them understand uh, what exactly they can do apart from this gaming. And then, of course, there were family counseling sessions also to educate the parents. So it was a mix of all of these. Uh, yeah. So, of course, um, while I was interning, I was uh, actually shadowing the team there to see how um, for the family uh, counseling sessions and, of course, these workshops which were there to, uh, you know, which were there to educate children on uh, training them on emotion regulation skills. Yeah. That's a very interesting program, especially how you have the screening uh, uh, process to figure out the extent of the addiction. Yes. And quite a program about having individual therapies, uh, individual sessions, parental sessions as well, and then finding substitutes for the addiction as well. Quite interesting. Right. And yeah, yes, Nehal. Uh, so basically, like, um, especially if you see, you know, addiction behavior, parents uh, also have a lot of role to play. Uh, because in the fa family sessions, we, we did have parents asking us, you know, to what extent do we let our children use the device? So, you know, those kind of questions are there. So it if uh, if I were to put it, it is actually working alongside with the parents because uh, definitely uh, the youth needs a lot of guidance at that time so so that's the reason why we have uh, you know the family sessions as well which are also very important makes a lot of sense um so when i introduced you we talked a little bit about your training and uh, one form of uh, therapy that you use is act could you tell us a little bit about what this form of uh, therapy is sure sure so um, it's acceptance and commitment therapy, and it's one of the therapies that is used in counseling and uh, founded by Stephen Hayes. 
so there are some of so basically it's a i'll not go into a lot of technical side because i i would want uh, our listeners to know what exactly like you know what is important in this so i think i'll touch upon a few aspects from this therapy so it's um, basically what we do is as the name suggests acceptance and commitment uh, we generally use this whenever um, you know to have where we all have unpleasant feelings and emotions right and if we tend to repress them suppress them a lot of times you know these emotions come out in greater magnitude so the idea is not to really repress them or suppress them or you know just to forget about them but to just accept that feeling and just to feel very comfortable ab- about it and after a certain point of time you will see that these feelings will go away you know without even having to struggle with them so it's a kind of an acknowledgement it's a kind of an acceptance that we do so that's something if in a nutshell i were to say what exactly w- is this therapy about but and it's definitely very very powerful because you know a lot of painful memories that sometimes uh clients come up with and you know looking for a solution also doesn't come so easily because everything doesn't have a solution so a lot of times we need to really be comfortable and you know know how to accept them and eventually like i said they they go away so we teach su- certain techniques like uh you know not to fuse with your thoughts uh not to be very attached with your thoughts and emotions but to diffuse with them just trying to be away and trying to notice how they are as it as they are coming by so you are an observing self here who is just observing the thoughts and the emotions that are coming by and like i said you know that just to feel that awareness that's there in you and really see the this as a very temporary phase that will go away in some time so yeah so that's uh, that's the crux of this and uh, it really like i said you know uh, encourages people to embrace their thoughts and their feelings rather than fighting with them or feeling very guilty about them and uh, lastly i think it's it's really very helpful for anxiety depression ocd addictions uh, even substance use all of that can be uh you know you uh, this therapy can be used for all of this so yeah so these are some of the ways that uh, uh, acceptance and commitment therapy helps as someone who personally uh, avoided a lot of things and ha- had an eruption of my emotions i can completely understand what you mean also i i really like the term that you used was to diffuse the emotion to diffuse the thoughts and sort of to be just a spectator of the emotions as opposed to like get completely um engrossed in it it's a very interesting uh, manner of putting it and another uh, type of approach that you use is mindfulness based cbt could you tell us a little bit about that as well sure so uh, mindfulness based cognitive therapy is again a type of a psychotherapy wherein we are actually involving a combination of cognitive therapy uh, meditation and lot of mindfulness based techniques so i think these days 
uh, we all are familiar with this term mindfulness it's all, it's like everywhere you know people people are following mindfulness uh, based techniques and it's really becoming very popular so uh, so this technique again was uh, developed by uh, segal mark williams and uh, they actually integrated this cognitive therapy with a program which was already developed by uh, john cabot uh, which was mindfulness based stress reduction mbsr so that's how this got formed and uh, it uh, like i said it builds upon two principles which is already what we are using in cognitive therapy and uh, we integrate mindfulness meditation in this so why mindfulness meditation has become so popular uh, firstly just let me you know give some idea on that part so um, you know what exactly do we do in mindfulness meditation is we are very consciously paying attention to our thoughts and feelings without judging them so that's what we are doing in mindfulness meditation and the researchers actually had showed that mbsr proved to be really really effective in lot of relapse like you know which uh, in depression and anxiety so that's why this therapy uh, is really very powerful and uh, definitely you know like i said some of the techniques that are integrated are one is meditation people really uh, got a lot of benefits i think lot of us know uh, there are, there is a lot on meditation there are self uh, directed meditations there are guided meditations there are mantra meditations so any form of meditation that you are doing is actually helping you to gain greater awareness right of your uh, body thoughts breathing and everything so you are actually becoming very aware and uh, you know the body scan exercise is very very uh, powerful again in this mindfulness uh, based techniques which is again bringing your awareness to different parts of your body so that's the number two technique and then a uh, lot of other uh, mindfulness practices are mindful walking mindful eating and it needn't be just sitting at one place and doing the meditation but lot of practices are there in mindfulness which is which can be incorporated in your day to day life as well so yeah so these are some of the things these are some of the techniques that are integrated like i said with the cognitive therapy which is uh, more focusing on the cognitive aspect which is the thoughts how uh, what your thoughts are saying so when these two therapies got integrated then definitely you know uh it again became very very powerful to manage like i said depression relapse low moods anxiety and all of that because if you if you see on a uh, on a larger scale what is depression it is when your mind is wandering back to your past what is anxiety when your mind is going to your future you know it's racing racing towards future so what is actually integrating you at the present moment your awareness so that's why mindfulness based cognitive therapy the you know is so helpful in all of this and uh, such yeah such a beautiful way to put it 
um, integrating us to our present. Right, right. Um, as someone who has, uh, over the past couple of months, introduced meditation into their routine, I've personally seen a lot of difference about being more mindful about our breath and a lot of things. So I, I really like that a lot of practices are also sort of imbibing these uh, different techniques into its usual protocol as well. Quite interesting to find out. Right, right. And that's that's really nice to hear uh, that, Sneha, that you are, uh, and definitely, yes, um, uh, you know, you will get a lot of benefits from this. Uh, not only, uh, you know, the benefits are on a mental level, but definitely now there's so much of research that is there on mindfulness and all of this breath work which is extending to even lot of physical ailments that can actually go away stress can be you know uh, really uh, be reduced by all of this so the benefits are enormous absolutely um so uh, would you tell us a little bit about why positive emotions are important right so i think um, we all know about emotions we've been hearing this term quite a lot and uh, you know to simplify it we all know they are positive and negative emotions and uh, as human beings we feel both positive as well as negative which are both all right because a lot of times people get panicked whenever there is a negative emotion and they feel that you know there's something wrong that's happened so one is definitely uh there is no need to feel very bad or panicked about it is all normal but our endeavor is to remain with positive emotions as far as possible the reason for that is that you know our thoughts feelings behavior thoughts emotions behavior all these three are interlinked so the way i think will impact the emotion that i'm having which will subsequently impact the behavior that i'm doing so if i have a happy thought it will give me a happy emotion and definitely the behavior would also be happy and vice versa for the negative part if i have a negative thought i will get a negative emotion and the behavior will be negative so this is the uh, you know the loop that is always happening so to really see this in light if you have happy emotions positive emotions then definitely you know you are your behavior will subsequently be positive so that is number one number two is uh, to really um, you know combat stress relieve anxiety feel happy contented definitely these positive emotions will lead you to all of that and uh, the third point which is very very important i think is uh, you must have now heard that there have been plenty full of researches that have proved that there are a lot of emotional blockages for too long if there are emotional blockages for too long negative emotions kept for too long that can cause major health ailments as well so uh, you know there have been studies that have shown that uh, you know even if there are everything all right but there has been stress for too long or there has been 
some kind of a negative emotion, anger, say, for example, for too long, then there can be a lot of health ailments also. So that is the reason why we need to shift towards the positive side. Definitely having a negative emotion is inevitable. We do feel angry, uh, you know, at times, that's fine. But how do we release that anger? How do we, uh, that's the most important thing. And we do feel sad as well. But how do we bounce back and, uh, you know, come towards, gravitate towards the positive side? We do feel, uh, you know, if we feel angry with a person, how do we eventually forgive that person and gravitate towards the positive side? So that is what is our endeavor. What I really like to us is um, you acknowledge that we have both positive and negative emotions and it's okay to feel negative emotions. But the focus about having, uh, like focusing on positive emotions doesn't mean that you never feel your negative emotions. It's just about how you give yourself space to feel those uh, feelings, but then you move towards positive emotions because holding it for too long is what is harmful. That's what I've understood. Am I right? Definitely, definitely Sneha, you're absolutely right. Um, so, uh, especially with our current COVID situation now, uh, you also mentioned that a lot of us are cooped up in our houses. Um, do you have any advice for stress brought on by work, especially because of the work from home situation? Right. So, I think uh, this has been a, a lot of a lot of people have complained about this. I've personally uh, seen a lot of people who have talked about uh, long hours. Uh, calls, etc., which is there. And I think what can really help is definitely the first thing you can say is taking regular break, uh, taking regular breaks from work. So I think uh, for this point, I would like to say not really waiting, you know, till that burnout happens and then take a break. Really taking breaks, I mean, in between uh, stepping out, doing things that you like to do, spending time with yourself, or, uh, you know, if you can go out outdoors, walk, uh, surround yourself with nature, all of these things can help. So uh, not really waiting till the last minute when you feel like, okay, that's it, I can't take any more. So that also has to shift. And, uh, you know, uh, really have a routine just as we do our work similarly we should have a routine to take those regular breaks and take out time for ourselves is very important so I think taking breaks uh, spending time with yourself uh, just I think I was reading uh, somewhere uh, there's a lot of research again on just spending time with yourself for some time can really give you a lot of boost of creative ideas. You can get a lot of, you know, you can get rejuvenated. So it needn't be that you have to have some plan or something really great. Just, just sitting calmly, doing nothing. That is actually really, you know, your mind actually gets a break from all of the stuff that we are continuously getting into. So it just kind of uh, recharges, if I were to put it, you know, so 
so that can really help to come back whenever you want to with a lot of uh, zeal and a lot of enthusiasm again so that is there and of course i mean mindfulness meditations and all definitely i would say are very very helpful for uh, again combating stress so if you have regular practice every day very good and uh, and of course small practices that you can bring in in your daily routine is uh, also there uh, you know in, in these mindfulness based techniques which i was just uh, talking about earlier uh, that's also something you can practice mindful walking mindful eating mindful sitting so there are lots of courses also on mindfulness these days you can go go and learn these techniques and uh, yeah so i think all of this can really help for uh, combating stress i think uh, very uh, relevant information that you just shared i think all of us at some point in time have shared a bit of that burnout and that bit of that stress with over the last year and a half um so thank you for uh, sharing that with us um another big part of your work is you work a lot with couples so um just a small uh, question on that is um how do big changes in relationships like divorces affect one's mental health right right so yes definitely i mean i think this is a very very important uh, aspect in our life because i've seen a lot of lot of my clients i think this would be among the top 3 issues that people come with which is relationships so uh, you know we cannot avoid uh, certain types of um, problems or issues that are generated with relationships but obviously we need to deal with it when things like say for example a divorce happens or uh, a relationship doesn't go so well then what do we do so to answer your question how does it affect one's mental health definitely i think um, the first first thing it does is it gives rise to very uncomfortable emotions and uh, you know you do get moody you you do feel very unhappy you feel sad you feel that you cannot trust people again or you know for some time there's definitely there's a big loss of uh, space that you feel uh, for some time then you get lot of triggers like you know you might get angry at certain things and uh, there can be self doubts then your daily routine gets affected there are a lot of negative thoughts that come so yeah these are some of the things that are a byproduct of relationships that don't go well and uh, yeah and definitely like i said happening the first thing is to really see those changes uh, observe those changes not to uh, just uh, you know not do anything about it or say that okay let me just uh, wait for some more time but really try to address them that's the best thing you can do so if professional help is required then definitely people should come forward and take professional help they should take talk to a counselor they should take therapy asap 
and get that thing, uh, you know, addressed. Because the sooner they do that, it will be better in the long run. But if it, if people wait for a long time, then it gives rise to even bigger things. So that's, I think, uh, and of course, if you are able to manage it personally at your level, then of course, that's something you should do. But uh, do, I think the, the major point I've seen and I've, I've really seen some of my clients getting healed after, uh, you know, these kind of big things that, that have happened. And I think I, uh, I, I, what I learned was that um, this client of mine who had come uh, for, uh, you know, there, were, uh, there was a divorce that happened and all of that. And of course, uh, that client was not in a very good shape that time. But after, say, about a month or two months, there was a significant shift in her. And looking at from where we started to where she was, I think it was a big, big shift. So, so the best thing, I think what I observed was she came at the right time. Otherwise, it would have really mounted to a bigger, bigger problem. So, so definitely whenever this kind of thing happens, it's like a big mountain, you know, comes in front of you and you're like, what to do? But definitely working slowly and steadily at the right time can fix it. It all comes back to acknowledgement of emotions as step one. Yes, correct, correct. That's, I think you, you're absolutely right. That's uh, really, uh, you know, uh, the first step yeah um so uh, just i had only one uh, i had one last question before we wind up um with everything that's going on in the world right now i think all of us are a bit anxious um i'm sure it would be really helpful if you could share a little a few coping mechanisms uh, or any suggestions uh, to deal with anxiety right right so i think uh you know the easy ones like I can put it like that which all of us can really do is first is giving a lot of priority to our mental health because that is very very important just as much as we do prioritize our physical health mental health is very important so if we can really uh, get into that mindset because getting into that mindset it will only uh, lead you to do certain things if you don't have that mindset then even the small little things uh, you know people will not be very motivated to do so I think the first thing is to get it into your belief system and once it's there then doing anything any technique will be very easy so that's the first thing and then of course uh, the second thing would be uh, really to see what is it that you can do you know what can you do in what can you imbibe in your daily practice what works for you so if it is a meditation yoga you know for some people it is um, uh, running or being outdoors so find out that thing which works for you and definitely you know leads to greater mental health there are lots of things that one can do to practice uh, or deal with anxiety or things that are happening around these days. 
but what is it that works for you? So that's, I think, very important, uh, you know. And once you know that, really practicing it daily, because that's when you will start reaping the benefits. So if you've seen that yoga is working for you, then do continue doing that for, and you will reap the benefits or see the benefits in the long run. So that's that's very important. And uh, of course, continually, uh, I think self-development is very important. So when I say self-development, then you will, uh, you will really go out and start reading the right kind of books. You will, you know, listen to the right kind of people. You will listen to the podcasts. You will listen to, uh, you know, gratitude affirmations or good, good music, all that. So it's like an input and output. So just as we put the right things in the computer, you know, you get a particular output. So similarly, whatever you're putting in your mind is the input. So putting in being selective what you put is very important, creating that environment. So if you are a person who wants to work on your mental health, then of course, you will definitely be following the people who are working in this field so that you get the right feeds, you get motivated at the start of your day, you create that environment, which will help you to really be motivated to get your mental health right. So yeah, I think these are some of the things which, which can uh, be really helpful to any anyone who wants to work on their mental health. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ryan. These are all uh, advices that are definitely going to help people. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and to help get this information out. Um, do you have any final thoughts or uh, questions or anything you want to leave for the listeners before we wind up? Uh, I think... Uh... Uh, lastly, I would like to say, Sneha, thanks a lot for having me over. Uh, and as I said, that uh, you're really doing a great job by uh, spreading this awareness. This is one of my goals. I do want to, uh, you know, obviously working in this field, not in isolation, but working with the right people who have uh, a purpose of like, you have currently spreading a mental health awareness to people around so that anyone who wants to do this can benefit. So I think that is uh, definitely a, really a great job that you're doing. And uh, lastly, I think for the listeners, I would just like to say that uh, just knowing yourself is very important. So, you know, just uh, do simple things. It's not very complicated. There are a lot of things that are there out there, but whatever works for you and, uh, you know, that's the most important and having, having a purpose in life, having a goal in life is very important. So I think that's, that's something that will really give, give you all motivation. And yeah, I think that's, that's what I would like to say to all, all the listeners. Thank you so much, Shreya, for your kind words and for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks a lot, Sneha.